I'm life and business coach, Samantha Sifring, and this is the Online Business Building Mamas podcast, where you learn how to build a wildly successful business from home while raising kids. Welcome to episode 33. I am really excited about talking to you today about why our friends and family don't support us in our business and what to do about it. It is an awesome topic. I am loving the podcast. I feel like I am in this groove now, so I just wanted to thank you so much for joining me. I am still shocked, as I am every week, by the actual number of the episodes that I have so far. So thank you so much. And the audience is growing so much month over month. There's growth. And I just really am thankful for that. The day that I'm recording this, there is a spike in listeners, even though it wasn't even a day that episodes come out. So I'm just really glad that you seem to be enjoying it. And I certainly am enjoying the process. I would so appreciate if you love the podcast, if you would just hop into the Apple Podcast app while you're listening and leave me a little review. I love seeing those. I love hearing about how the podcast is impacting you. It's just so fun to see and really fun when I can't even guess who the person was, when it's somebody I don't know. It just is really exciting and I'm really grateful to all of you who have left reviews so far. So before I hop into today's episode, I also want to make sure that you all know about my free Facebook group. It hit a thousand members a couple weeks ago, right at the beginning of January, and we're coming up on our one year anniversary on the 29th of January. And it has really shaped up into something that I love. That's awesome. I'm very active in there. I love going live in there, dropping inspiration in there. And I see a lot of networking happening in there lately. So if you are active on Facebook and you are into the group thing, or even if you're not, if you're kind of curious about it, I highly recommend checking out online business building mamas on Facebook. It is so much fun. All right, let's talk about why our friends and family don't support us in our business and what to do about it. This is a question I get all the time from my clients, from people in my free Facebook group, from myself sometimes. We have this idea that our friends and family should be the first ones to support us, and they are often not. (laughs) They often do not understand what we are doing in our business, and sometimes will say things that feel kind of hurtful. So let me know if this sounds familiar. Inspiration strikes, you get a brilliant business idea and you start taking steps forward in pure excitement. Bam! You share your idea with friends and family, and they rain on your parade. 
you might be wondering why they can't just support you, be excited for you, and jump right in, either as a customer, a business partner, investor, a referral pipeline, or your most vocal cheerleader. This is incredibly common, so much that if you went into any entrepreneur-focused Facebook group on any day, you'd likely find at least one post asking what to do if your friends and family don't support your business. So what is this all about and what should you do about it? Today, I'm going to be sharing with you three main reasons besides the fact that maybe they're just an asshole or the fact that maybe they hate your business idea, which are sometimes the two answers that we come up with um, or the third answer we come up with that our business idea is terrible and we're going to fail and we should just give up now. Those are kind of the three explanations that I see most commonly when people are trying to figure out why did this person that I love so much say this negative thing about my business. It's usually one of those three. We think that they're just mean or they hate our business idea, you know, maybe it's network marketing or something and they just hate that, or maybe what they're saying is right and maybe we're going to fail and maybe we should just give up now before we get in too deep. So here is the first actual reason that they may not support your business. It is, it can be threatening. So sometimes our friends and family freak out when we're growing, changing, and trying something new because we are changing and they would rather that we stay the same. So in this case, they're going to resist your growth. Sometimes that comes from a fear that you're going to leave them behind or a belief that your changes mean that you disapprove of their choices. So if you've done similar things with them in the past and now you're growing and making some changes, they feel judged even if you don't judge them. And typically you don't. Typically you are all focused on your own self and not concerned about what they're doing. If you're in a healthy place yourself, you aren't judging them, but they will feel that on themselves and they will have that fear that it's coming from you. They also have that fear that if you're growing and changing, you're going to leave them in the dust and you're not going to be interested in them anymore and you're going to be moving on to better things and better people. It also feels like a threat to the way things are. And humans don't really like change that much. We love things to stay about the same. We like to stay in our comfort zone. We like to stay in the things that we know are safe. And when you start changing, it can rock the worldview of your loved one. When I first started a blog, and this was probably about 10 years ago now, a family member didn't directly make this comment about my blog, but it was right after I launched my blog and started telling people about it. And she made some negative comments about blogs, like everybody's posting on blogs and 
They all think they're coming up with these unique things, but everybody already knows those things. There's nothing special about what they're posting. Who would ever read that? And it was literally my worst negative thoughts about my blog and sharing my blog and going public with my blog spoken aloud. And it wasn't directed towards me, so it wasn't like, who do you think you are with your stupid blog? But that's how I heard it. That's how I took it in. And I think that I really latched on to that thought and it really then affected how I showed up with my blog. And my blog did not last too long past that. I was really inconsistent with posting. Um, I would write a lot of drafts and then use the criteria of, is this a unique thought, which Let's be honest, unless you are a scientist on like the cutting edge of your field, you're probably not having a lot of unique thoughts. (laughs) And even then, maybe you aren't, but I'm kind of imagining that's like the one place that you might because you might be making new discoveries. But for the rest of us, we're taking in information from other people, we're processing it, we're making our own observations and growth and really... We're just saying kind of similar ideas in our own words. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I'm sure each of you can think about a time in your life where you heard something you had heard a million times before, but something about the way this person said it made it click for you. I've had that experience for sure in my life. So I am a firm believer that it is okay if somebody else has said something before and if it's not totally unique. I've done a lot of work around those comments and those fears and really allowed myself to let them go. And this family member, I'm like 100% certain that she's not looking at any of my stuff. (laughs) She doesn't read any of the content I put out there. She doesn't listen to my podcast. She's not really in this kind of world and it's not what interests her and that's totally okay. And it really frees me up to be able to think about my target audience. She was never my target audience, even when I did the blog. So it's totally okay for me to just let go any of her thoughts, and just focus on the people that I'm actually creating the content for and what they need to hear and what they want to hear and what they want to read. So I encourage you to think about the same thing if you have that kind of situation where somebody's trying to hold you back from changing and growing. It's okay to just let that go and to not hold yourself back. There is this awesome quote that now, of course, I can't even remember verbatim and it just popped into my head, but I'm sure you've all heard it or you can look it up. But don't dim your light because of other people um, or because they, you know, don't like the brightness or they aren't as bright. Let yourself shine and let yourself really step into that full expression of who you are. And it's okay if they are threatened by it. It's okay if it makes them uncomfortable. Your life isn't about them. The second reason that they may not be supporting your business 
And this is my favorite one. I hope that this really triggers a lot of aha moments for you. They don't support your business because it isn't their job to support your business. It isn't their job to support your business. I have to say that again. <laughs> Let it sink in. A lot of times we have this feeling that they don't support us because we are actually expecting them to believe in us and our idea before we ourselves believe in our idea or ourselves. We get offended that they don't think that we can do it or that they don't think that we can be successful. We're expecting them to do that work. That's our work. The truth is, it's our responsibility to support ourselves mentally, believe in our ability to achieve our goals, and do the work to create all of those beliefs first. And it's totally okay if our closest loved ones are the last to realize our potential with our business. Can you just imagine how blown their minds are going to be once you're successful? I think that's pretty sweet to be able to say at the end of the year, oh, by the way, I made this much money in my business and have them be totally shocked. I got to experience that this past year and it felt so great to talk about with my family and they weren't necessarily unsupportive, but they also just didn't have as much belief or understanding as I did in the potential of what my business was. I have to say this is one of the most common reasons that I see among my clients that they haven't done the work to really build up their belief in their business and in themselves and their ability to be successful. So before they even have that full belief, they go to their husband, their mom, their best friend, and they're kind of like tipping their toe into the waters of their new business and their new idea. And the person just can feel that lack of belief and reflect it back to you. So really do this work. Do this work to believe in your success. And it's going to take a while, you know, like you don't go from not ever being an entrepreneur and never having that belief to just deciding like, I'm going to make tons of money with my business and it's going to be so successful. Like that's not normally a believable leap to make in your mind and in your beliefs. So you may have to go from, I can't be successful with this to it's possible to be successful with this to it's possible for me to be successful with this to I'm going to figure out how to be successful with this no matter what. And then I'm going to be successful with this and I am successful with this. It's going to be step by step that you build your belief and also going to need to let go of needing other people to believe in it. You only need yourself to believe in it for you to get the results that you want, okay? Really take that in. You are the only person who needs to believe in your business 
for your business to be successful. Back when I had my network marketing business, I really wanted Stuart to be on board and really active in the business with me. I went to all of these trainings and saw these power couples who were both doing the business and the guy was super into it and super committed to it and they were just like this dynamic duo and I really wanted that for us. And I remember there was one training that I attended and the whole topic was about getting your partner on board and kind of like what to do if they weren't on board. And the person who ran the training, I believe was actually like the wife of somebody who had been like all in and she was kind of hesitant. So she was talking about that and they had been in the company for like, 15 years or something crazy and um, obviously eventually she was on board since she was talking about it on stage. But one of the things that she said was to not wait around for your partner to get on board with the business and there was a phrase that she said and this has been years now. I'm no longer involved with this company like this was a long time ago and this phrase still is in my mind that she said, it has to be you. It has to be you that builds this business and makes this dream work no matter what your partner thinks or does, whether they're on board, whether they're supporting from the sideline, whether they think it's a little crazy. It doesn't matter. The responsibility is on you to make it happen, to believe in it, to make it work. That was a really awesome lesson. I learned a lot when I was in network marketing, and that was one of the things that I learned. So I knew when I then went to start my coaching business, it had nothing to do with Stuart. He's not a coach. He's never going to be a coach. He's an engineer. And if right now you're saying, OMG, my husband is also an engineer, Almost every one of my clients' husbands is an engineer, (laughs) so you are not alone. You're in good company. I think we need a support group, but having somebody so logical and level-headed sometimes has its benefits, right? So let it go that they need to buy in, they need to believe, they need to supply all of the confidence and motivation and inspiration and excitement for your business because they don't. That's your job and that's stuff that you can create for yourself with your own thoughts. All right, the third reason that they might not support you in your business is that they don't get it. If you've got a bunch of friends and family members who are not entrepreneurs themselves, here is your wake-up call. They have no clue what you're doing, especially, and even if they may be entrepreneurs, but they have no clue about the online entrepreneur world. The online entrepreneur world is a new and weird frontier. So unless you're directly in it, you truly have no clue what's going on. You have no idea. 
So they truly may just be totally in the dark about what you're doing. And if it's actually real, they may not understand the income potential because this is very, very new. When I went to college, being an online coach, maybe it was a thing, (laughs) but probably not. The place where I got my master's in counseling now has a master's in coaching, which maybe I would have gotten if they had offered it back then when I got my master's 10 years ago. So just know that this online entrepreneurial space is something that we are very steeped in. If you're anything like me, you have been in this space for a while, you're totally brainwashed, you know all the lingo. But the people in your real life have no clue. Like the people in my real life hear coach and they think it's sports related. (laughs) So I have a lot of explaining to do when I talk to people at the preschool pickup line or at the Thanksgiving table about what I do. There's a couple people in my life who get it. My dad has been an entrepreneur for my whole life almost, and a lot of his good friends are deep in the online marketing world, online entrepreneurial world, so he gets it. But aside from that, I don't know. I don't think there's anyone else really in my real life who is in that space. There's a few people that I have pulled into that space, friends of mine who've joined my Facebook group and get into it through me. Um, And then there's the friends that I've met in my little online world that have become real life friends. But other than that, like most people really don't get what I do. They really don't understand it. And that's totally okay. I don't think that they need to understand it. I'm just their regular old friend and that is totally fine. So don't have these expectations that they have to get it. I have a client who had the funniest story recently and thankfully she was not like thrown off course by this like I was with the family member and the blog comment, but her sister, she was talking to her sister over the holidays, telling her about her business. And this client just launched a virtual assisting business and she's really excited about it. She's going to be amazing at it. She just launched and she already signed her first client. She's doing amazing. So she was telling her sister about it over the holidays and her sister was like, look, you need to drop the assistant part. Her sister is like really high up in a fancy company and but not like in the online space. So she was like, assistant, that sounds like not good. Like you're going to be low paid and does not reflect your skills. And my client, because she's in the online space, immediately got it that her sister just has no clue about the online space and that virtual assistant is a phrase that we all use to describe a certain type of business, a certain service that you can offer to online business owners, and that it's not like administrative assistant office jobs that you might typically think of you know like this is not going to be necessarily low paying I know VAs out there who are making 35 and up an hour 
being a virtual assistant can be very lucrative and it can be a really amazing way to dip your toe into the online business world. But her sister had no idea. She didn't know what a VA is. She didn't know what a virtual assistant was. And luckily my client felt really firm and committed to what she was doing and didn't let that throw her off. But it easily could throw somebody off and have them rethinking their whole business model, their whole title. This client, if she had been thrown off that way, would have to redo her entire website, her entire branding, the way she talks about herself. That could set her back a month or more in her business. Okay, as a side note on friends and family who don't get the online business world, don't ask them for advice about your business. (laughs) The only place you should be taking advice from as an entrepreneur is from someone else who is in it with you, but preferably who has already accomplished the things you want to accomplish. Do not take advice from your mother, (laughs) your husband, your sister, anybody who is not in the online business space about your online business. Unless they are your ideal client and you are asking them about that kind of thing, marketing kind of stuff, messaging kind of stuff. I always used to talk to my husband about things that bothered me in my business and I remember I shared this in my podcast about my first two years in business, but I remember in that first year when I really was not making any money, I told him that like every night, like this isn't going to work. I don't know what to do. And he would always try to give me advice and it was always the wrong advice and i knew it like i knew that it wasn't the right advice but even still like i don't ask him for business advice but sometimes i'll just be chatting with him about things and his suggestion is always like oh just offer a low cost product to lots of people just like lower your prices and i'm like oh my gosh no <laughs> he's not an entrepreneur at all He um, is a Craigslist entrepreneur, so he buys cars on Craigslist, fixes them up because he's a mechanical engineer, and then resells them. So to him, it's like, if no one's buying it on my Craigslist ad, I'm going to lower my price. And that is great for selling used cars on Craigslist. Is that great for being an online business coach? No, it's not. (laughs) I... I always know that I need to get more visible. I need to make more offers. I need to talk to more people. That is the answer in my business. And thankfully, I know that. And I'm not just like lowering prices, becoming the bargain basement business coach. So do not ask for advice or take advice from family members and friends who are not in this industry, who don't really know what they're talking about, even though they're very well-meaning. If they have not accomplished the thing you want to accomplish, they are not a credible source for advice. All right, we've talked about the three most likely reasons that they are not supportive, but let's talk about what this is really about because you can shift 
how you hear what they are saying when they're giving you bad advice, when they're not being supportive, when they're suggesting you quit your business, when they're not excited about it, all of those things. You can choose to hear them as a personal attack. You can choose to hear them as true and decide that you should quit your business. Or you can choose to hear it this way. So let's hear what they're really saying. You get where they're coming from. You're no longer expecting them to understand what you've got going on here. But don't just disregard what they say and write them off as terrible people. Hear what they are really saying underneath what sounds like a lack of support and a heavy-duty dose of skepticism. What they are actually saying is, I love you and I want you to be happy. So what sounds like I don't support you, this is a bad idea, you can never be successful, is actually I want you to be happy and I love you very much. So now every time they ask you how your business is and then chime in with some weird comment, really make the intentional choice to hear the words between the words. I love you and I want you to be happy and then thank them, love them, and proceed in your business exactly as you have already planned. Do not let any of this hold you back. Use this as fuel because you are going to be choosing to see it as love, which it actually is. Okay, I hope this has given you more than a few tools for dealing with unsupportive friends and family. And I'm going to add one little side note because... Sometimes there are just negative people. Sometimes there are people in your life who don't really offer anything positive, uplifting, and they just drain the energy out of you. And I really, really encourage you first to look at your thoughts about them. And if it's all kind of judgments about how negative they are, how toxic they are, then I encourage you to try to see it from a different way and have a different perspective of what could be going on with them. And then also understand that that's not somebody who's going to be filling you up and that's okay. All right, friends, I hope this has been super, super helpful. I hope you have an amazing rest of your week. If you like this podcast, I want to invite you to coach with me over in my program, Mama to CEO. There's you and there's the consistent income you want to make in your business. And I help you remove everything standing in between. It's lifetime access for mastering your marketing, sales, time, and everything else you need to have the business and life you really want. Whether it's making your first thousand or a hundred thousand, I can help you do it. To join, go to mamatoceo.com. M-A-M-A-T-O-C-E-O.com.